Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Mortgage Impact Podcast. I'm Jake Failing, and you are in store. If, if Look, if this podcast is anything like the story that I just heard from HomeBot CEO Ernie Graham, uh, then the next 30 minutes are going to be amazing. So I'll, I'll try to distill it all the way down to you had a major index finger accident. I did. I did. <laughs> Are you gonna? Are you? Are we, are we gonna make it through? I don't need to go through all the details, but can we get this guy home office, Homebot? Can we get Ernie a home office? Is the finger doing okay? It's doing better. It's all right, doing good. better. Well, he's already given me a warning that if any follow-up might involve um, missing FGs and Vs because of that finger, but that we'll save that story for another time. But we are excited to have. You on, Ernie? I mean, look, I'm just going to keep it real here. As I lead the marketing team of movement. I'm tired of hearing about you guys. I mean, everybody loves Homebot. They love, they, you know, we, we have, uh, we've got, I think you could probably correct me, probably a hundred of our loan officers using the tool, maybe more now. And, you know, we work with a lot of companies. We work, uh, you know, I've, I've sort of, I say I've seen it all. Um, but very few are as sticky or as loud as what I've uh, heard about you guys. So I just want to start with sort of a kudos to, to you and your team, because I know that uh, our, our, our team is loving using it right now. But before we get too far down that road, I'd love for you just to take a little bit of time, introduce you uh, and then in the company. I mean, you guys are, are growing like crazy right now. We are. And uh, first, thanks for having me. Um, this is always kind of weird, this whole work from home thing, as you know, I'm not that acclimated to it, but I really appreciate this opportunity to chat with you today and chat with your, uh, with your folks. Um, I'm Ernie Graham, CEO, and I, I co-founded HomeBot. And um, a little bit of background on me, I'm actually a, a geek by education, uh, hardware and software engineer guy. And it was a weird thing back in uh, around 2000, I got involved in real estate to take some time off. I think it's, it's a common tale of where people just trip and fall into a business. And I ended up being a, a, a top producing agent, a managing broker, and MLS director. And, and, and founded my own real estate firm uh, in Telluride, Colorado. And so, you know, the rest of my story is really about coming back to the tech world and bringing that sort of that 10 year real estate career with me. So um, I think, you know, I always look at technology in, in this space from the perspective of a practitioner because I was one for a lot of years. Sure. So tell us about HomeBot. I mean, you know, I think if I'm not, Correct, correct if I'm wrong. Um, is it 2015 you founded the company? Yep, 2015. Um, you know, interesting thing about our background, a lot of people don't know about our history, is that um, um, I uh, had worked at Realtor.com running um, research and development there with my co-founder. I always say he was the brains of the operation, uh, and he's still the brains of the operation. Uh, but we left Realtor.com in early 2015. And we had this idea, the HomeBot idea, it wasn't called HomeBot at the time, that we started to research and put some pen to paper on. But it wasn't until almost two years later that we actually had a commercial product. So even today, if you think about it, we've only really been had HomeBot out on the streets with customers for about three years now. But that, uh, what I will say to you is, is really, really, I cherish that time because we were able to take our thesis around what we wanted to build and be so pure with it 
and test with consumers and understand what did they what did they want test with loan officers what did they want what did they need and we weren't you know beholden to you know making money or paying bills and that sort of thing really we were just really being pure about you know building a, a great product yeah and just if there's the elevator version of what the product does and then there's a much longer one that you know i, I think will let people if they're not already using it they can go figure it out but just high level explain the service that homebot provides sure we've built a financial dashboard for the homeowner that uh, loan officers can give to all of their past clients and all their prospects. So for the loan officer, it nurtures your past database, it nurtures your prospects, and um, it's about more deal flow, more purchase deals and refis. For your clients, it, I said it's this financial dashboard, it tracks their home value, their loans, their equity, and it provides all this personalized intelligence to them in a way that makes it a very addictive experience for them. So it's a great gift, if you will, to your clients to empower them with our with our tool. Yeah, and like I said, uh, the loan officers at Movement that are on the tool are huge fans. Uh, I've actually uh, received it as a borrower, <laughs> and uh, it, you guys have gamified it. I mean, there's there's a lot to like there. You can go in and you can sort of move levers and see uh, pie charts fill and bars go up and down based on what the value of your home and. Um, you know, what the rest of the neighborhood looks like and all kinds of stuff. I used the term sticky earlier and that's what it is. I mean, it is, there's a data play for sure and you build an amazing tool, but the way it's delivered uh, as content um, is really addictive to use your word. Um, it's, it's pretty impressive, but we wanted to, to bring you on, obviously, yes, to talk about uh, HomeBot and how great it is, Ernie, but also want to talk just in general about, um, you know, how, how people are using the tool today. And when I say today, obviously there's, it's multi-layered, right? There's today as of like two months ago and looking forward, maybe who knows, two months. And then there's today of like literally today, look behind me, I'm, I'm in a, like a sports memorabilia store um, you're in your home office. So today is defined pretty differently. Um, so let's start there. I mean, what, what feedback are you hearing from the field right now of how maybe HomeBot is helping them um, more or, or less? Who, who, uh, you tell me now in this sort of quarantine world we're in. Yeah, so like the right now, um, hearing two big themes. Number one, that it's a refi machine. And this is funny because, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, even a year ago, someone would say, oh, you, you homebot, it's that refi thing. And I'd be like, no, 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 no. We're so much more. We're so much more. Um, because, you know, it, like you were saying, it does a lot of things as it relates to the, um, you know, the financial intelligence for the consumer. But right now for loan officers, it is a refi machine. You get it in front of your clients or your prospects and they will pick up the phone and they will call you they will self-identify and hand raise. And of course, that's particularly important right now with depending on the week and the rates, five to 10 million eligible borrowers in, in terms of in the money refi. So, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of that because I know that's a put food on the table thing. Um, but there's also an intangible, uh, I, actually it's not really intangible, but it, it has to do with human connection. And, you know, the, you know, it's just like any industry you know, the practitioners that are in for the long haul and usually do the best business, they don't act like they care about their clients. 
they actually care about their clients. And right now what we see um, our customers doing, LOs, is that they're using it as an engagement platform to make sure that they're connecting with the people in their database that need to be connected, even if there's um, no transaction to be had. Um, you know, I heard an expression a couple of weeks ago, it's advise first, transact second, when you get into times like these. That's the mentality. Advise first, transact second. And, and you know, like I said, I think the best practitioners, the, the, the pros, they always think that way, uh, that if you do right by your, your clients, the transactions will follow. So specifically with HomeBot, I mean, it, it makes the phone ring, the email text, because what happens is, is that your database of customers will get in there and they have questions, they have concerns. And if you're the LO giving it to that person, you're the call to action, you're the person that they connect with. So I know that sounds a little fuzzy, but it's extremely important right now, the human to human connection this is when you build clients for life. Right now is where you, you know, these times like these are very character illuminating. And for those professionals who, you know, who've been preaching that, it's time to, you know, step it up and put your money where your mouth is and be there for folks, transaction or no. And HomeBot's a great way to stay connected to your database that way. Yeah, you know, we worked with your team, Grant and Luca, they've been awesome. They sent over, you know, some things that, you know, you guys are, are talking about right now, HomeBot, and then just extended sort of into thought leadership. And one thing that Grant mentioned was uh, uh, how empowerment is the new marketing. And you sort of talked about how, um, how important it is to advise, advise first. And so, you know, yes, there's ways to use HomeBot to do that, but you've obviously talked to people who don't use HomeBot. Um, and so what are maybe some examples of how people have leveraged your tool, you know, without getting into too much detail around maybe sort of the bells and whistles of the emails, but uh, also then too, you know, people, let's say if they don't have it, and maybe they're just getting started in industry and, you know, they don't have uh, the investment um, capability to invest right now, what would you say to them as well? Sure. So I'm going to take sort of a, a technology agnostic approach to, to this question. I would expect nothing less. Ernie, you got me, you got the tech background, baby. <laughs> um, you know, I think that first of all, it's important to understand what does empowerment really mean? What does that mean? What does that mean to your customers? And I always reflect back on like, as far back as the 2008 um, crisis um, and the, the financial market meltdown. And, and what happened was, is that, uh, you know, people that all of a sudden started to care about you know, their home and they started caring about this subject matter because they're like, oh, wow, I never realized my home was my asset. And you don't really think that way until it gets foreclosed on or you're underwater or you've lost all that equity. You can't take cash out. So the sign of those times basically gave birth to an amazing last 10, 12 years of the Zillow's Realtors Trulia's that were feeding that desire for the individual consumer to be knowledgeable about what's going on in the market, to be knowledgeable about the housing market. And I think that's a really profound thing that it, unfortunately those big events, um, you know, can galvanize in bad ways, but also in good ways. And, and, I, and I think um, very similarly about today, about what's happening right now, like things like not having access to liquidity, right? Or not having enough emergency funds and those types of things. And the, you know, the pain of that will continue to resonate uh, well after the vaccine, right? 
that people will never forget what it felt like to be and say, oh my gosh, I have all this equity. And I had no access to that equity or I had limited access to that equity. Um, so understanding what that empowerment means, that the empowerment usually happens as a result of, of being disempowered, you know, and not being able to do what you want to do. And I think that that's really important. I think that, um, you know, we go, get off into other themes around people that, you know, I think that this is going to drive more desire for single family home ownership. A lot of people cooped up in a one bed condo who could be out in the suburbs and have some space. I think it's going to affect that and really and sort of understand, you know, what is it that people, what are the problems that they're trying to solve for? But I think, you know, not to go crazy on this whole empowerment thing, but when, when Ira and I left realtor.com, um, the thing that was like burning inside of us was that we, we saw all of these millions of dollars and all this data that was like, it was like a media empire. And it was for the, the its best use is basically clicks to turn people into leads. And what we were so frustrated about was is it didn't really give to people or empower them to think of their home as an asset, to manage their home as an asset. And that was really the birth of HomeBot. We said, well, let's give them content that is specific and personalized to their needs. And so speaking to people just in general, agnostically about HomeBot or anything else, um, you know, the last 10 years, you've seen a lot of email marketing, product marketing, content marketing. And I think those things are good. You know, pulse marketing and all those things have a place. But empowerment is going to the next level of personalizing your, the information that you're providing to your clients, even if that's one client at a time, um, to help them understand how to either buy that home or whatever. And I know that, you know, it sounds a little Pollyannish, but it's that empowerment. We do believe that empowerment is the new marketing. And obviously where HomeBot comes in is we realize that it's hard to scale that thing of where you're personalizing the content for each one of your clients. And we're trying to make that easier, right? We're trying to make it really easy, a big red easy button, if you will, for an LO to provide content that automatically morphs and is personalized to their loan, their home value, their market, their MI, all of them, 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 them. But really, the technology is only half of the answer. The other half is, okay, I feel pretty empowered. I feel like I know what I'm doing right now as a consumer. Now, hey, Jake, will you help me interpret some of this stuff? So it's really the package deal. It's not just empowering with technology or empowering with content. It's empowering with solutions. And, and we happen to believe that engagement at a human level in combination with some great data, analytics, intelligence, are, are, the, are the perfect blend to empower the consumer. Um, so the last thing I'll say about this, which I think is kind of interesting, we're all consumers. We're all tuning out ads, ad blindness. We're all tuning out non-personalized email. I think we're all, in, we're all in the same boat as it relates to just being inundated with marketing. And I think that if you take a look at like what's happening at a much bigger consumer level with the internet, companies like Google, companies like Amazon, they're building these systems of intelligence 
that know you, know your search history, customize search results to you. Amazon, same with shopping. The more you use it, the smarter it gets. And, uh, and, and I think that's a very powerful thing that they're using these systems of intelligence and that that's where the consumers are going. They want to use products that get smarter the more they use it or work with, or work with professionals that get better the, the more that you work with that professional and their technology tools. So I think there's a really interesting intersection there and, and the opportunity for us as an industry um, to truly empower our customers and our past clients and even prospects that have never transacted with us to help them solve their problems, whether it's buying a home, pulling cash out, or just kind of getting a feel for an understanding of how the market is doing. There's a lot to unpack there. I mean, you're talking about combining. I love what you said about combining, um, empowering content. You, you combine the content and the solutions and then the tech as well. It's like a, a, a cocktail, so to speak, that uh, really makes for a, a nice piece of content. But at the end of the day, the, uh, the, the wrapper, the aesthetic, the UX, whatever you want to call it, uh, there needs to be something that stops the scroll. And I get a million emails a day with coupons. I get a million emails a day that empower me. And so, you know, that was, don't sell yourself short. I mean, the, the UX of this is, is also, you figure that out. And so, you know, you've taken the data, you've, you've obviously got background in the industry. So where did that come into play? And, and I want to connect it beyond just HomeBot because, you know, that's like telling people that put out content on their, um, social media channels, like a loan officer, like, Hey, okay. You know, we say just press record, take a video of yourself. You know, if you're a writer, you know, let's let, do more long form on LinkedIn, you know, do what works for you, but people do need to stop the scroll. And so that could be a crazy TikTok video, something like that. You know, we try to a movement, push people beyond just the words sometimes, and just maybe a script that we write um and find that sweet spot so talk about finding your sweet spot with uh with homebot and, and the experience that people have with the emails yeah well the sweet spot without a doubt is to stay true to the context of building wealth um it, we are we are just there's a lot of when, when you have a 50 percent monthly engagement everybody wants to do everything from hey you can tell them about solar and nest thermostats and cleaning leaves out of gutters and and i'm not taking anything away from all of that stuff but we've we are stay very true to the business of home finance you understanding your home as an asset and really understanding your optionality for saving money building and protecting that wealth and and we stay in our swim lane on that it's a very pure pure thing that we do there so I think that, um, you know, by doing it, doing it that way, um, it's tech and having a beautiful user experience on it. And by the way, I didn't design it. My co-founder, he's just a curiously wise user experience design guy. And he was country when country wasn't cool because that four or five years ago, he wanted to do this dark background. And then every other website was a white background. And he goes, no, this is what I want. You know, the artist doesn't know really why they want it. They just want it. Well, guess what? It turns out dark backgrounds are easy on the eyes. Dark backgrounds consume less energy. So anyway, the point is, is that, that technology can also create some version of trust, not like a human, 
-hmm. But it's almost like I almost feel like the technology, actually, technology can, can create distrust. So if you just end up at zero at the technology level, let the human build the trust. But so much of the technology that's out there does so much, so much to lose trust. And, um, and you know, content that's tone deaf, faces that I've never seen before. I feel like I'm being turned into a lead. So I really believe that, you know, we try, we stay in our swim lane with, with that content. And then we do something magical, which we say, look, we're not gonna push you off into a million different directions. You're gonna go to Jake, the LO, if you have questions about this. And we just found that that really thinking about it as the nest, <laughs> as the safe place, yeah. um, that, that, that we don't wanna ever do anything to dislodge the trust that's already been built between LO and their client. It's almost, we always say this, don't snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Just give them more opportunities to have victory and build more trust. And again, even if someone is just getting started out, they, maybe they, they don't have access to all the tech right now, the idea is still the same, right, Ernie? I mean, empowerment being the new marketing. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, if you don't have systems and whatever, then roll up your sleeves, do some research that you can only use with one client and send that research. Find out how much their home would rent for. Find out what's going on in their net and their neighbor. Uh, you know, their neighborhood. I'm talking about just real estate in general. Try to understand how much equity they have and call them and say, have you thought about the possibilities that you can do with your equity? Especially now, have you thought about creating an emergency fund? And I know it's not the best time to talk about cash outs, but do the unscalable thing. In, in our business, we have a saying, it says, do unscalable things. Do unscalable things. Don't always be thinking about how do I scale it to a million? Do it one at a time because that's where you will learn your most your most valuable lessons. A, you'll learn to appreciate just how outrageously valuable it is when you empower your client one at a time. And so, absolutely, I think that uh, actually uh, it's funny uh, on the eve of of uh, Berkshire Hathaway's uh, Warren Buffett. Sorry, I don't mean to go off subject line here, but I think this is a really important message um, about. 15, 20 years ago, Warren Buffett was still in his 70s. And he was, he had a group of, you know, really smart Wall Street uh, young guys and women and asking him questions. And they were saying, uh, hey, you know, what's the secret to your success? And he's like talking about knowing every company, knowing, knowing like really going deep and understanding every company. And then one, you know, smart aleck kid, you know, said, well, with all due respect, sir, you know, that was easy when you were starting in the business because there are only 500 companies in the Dow or, you know, in the, you know, listed companies. And then they said, now there's over 5,000. What's your advice to someone like me now? You know what he said? Start with the A's. Yeah, do it anyway, right. <laughs> Roll yeah. your sleeves up and go deep with that. Start with the A's. And again, so this empowerment thing is not going away. Um, again, I don't want, I never want to diss on those campaigns and things that put your brand in front of people and they open it and infinite scroll, that sort of thing. But in, in, we really do believe that empowerment is the new marketing. You have to be invested in this thesis around truly empowering your customer. No, we talk about that all the time and moving. I mean, we're headquartered in the greater Charlotte area 
and naturally we've got a really strong presence here and we create we think killer campaigns and the content looks good it's pretty it's open rate is solid but we've got more than 100 loan officers in charlotte and if they're all firing the same campaign um it's uh potentially not as effective if you're going to get some overlap and we have that conversation with our loan officers all the time it's like hey look the air cover is there for you if you need it but we also highly uh, suggest that you find your your voice your own brand and you get that message out on your own cadence that you feel appropriate i love the whole idea of uh, doing unscalable things. And, and Jen Bates, she's not on right now, but she's producing her cameras off. I'm gonna say Gary Vaynerchuk and it's gonna make her roll her eyes, but that's that's my guy. And he talks about that all the time. I'm a huge fan. She's- I, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Gary V's as well. Yeah, so she's off camera rolling her eyes at both of us. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, but so, you know, you've talked a lot about that personal touch, the highly curated um, the content that's gonna help empower someone. Um, you know, right now is, the, it's just weird times. We're, we're recording this in early May. Um, and one of the other things that we talked about uh, before we recorded is people helping people. And you've talked obviously a little bit about that uh, over the course of this podcast so far. Um, but how, how in your experience has your content or, or, or not just um, it, where people can leverage that content to help other people? It's, it's similar conversation as empowerment, right? It is. And, you know, for me, even though I was in real estate as a real estate agent and a broker, I mean, I had a bunch of friends that were loan officers when I had that career. Um, it has been a great joy for me to really go deep with the lending industry over the last five years. And there's one thing that has really come out of it that we hear that I hear and I feel very consistently is that um, most of the most successful LOs in this business, they got in the business. They didn't get in the business to make money. They got in the business to help people. And, and I was like, I feel this come back. And I know there's big business and securities and credit and systems and all this kind of jazz. But if you really whittle it down, you've got people that just want to help people. And what I find curious about this is that when you look at just the last 10 years of technologies and pro productivity and efficiencies and margin compression and blah, 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 all these things, it's almost forced, it has forced the hand of the most successful. And I know it's gonna start sounding like Jerry Maguire, but it's like, they're almost a victim of their own success. Like if you only had 50 or 100 past customers, it's easy to maybe, give each of them a call once a year and have a meaningful conversation. You get to 800, 1,000 different past clients because you've been in the business for 10 or 15 years. How are you going to, how are you even going to do that? Um, how are you going to, first of all, they don't want to come see you in person anymore, right? Because everybody's on their phone doing that, you know, doing that thing. And everybody's distracted. Everybody's too busy. No one wants to come in the office. How are you actually going to, connect with people and i think i think there's there's a couple of parts of it the first part is you have to find a way to find out who it is that is in, in a now mindset to be to be advised i i i upset a loan off top producing loan officer one time in denver when i was having lunch with him because i called him a sales guy and he goes whoa 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 i'm not a sales guy i'm an advisor and i was like dude 
I go, if you're trying to advise people when they're not in the mindset or the headspace to be advised, all you are is a salesperson. You're trying to tell me something or convince me of something that I'm not invested in. But if you catch me in a, in a mood, in the headspace to be advised, now you can give me your advisory. And this is a thing that a little subtlety that I think get, gets missed and kind of goes to the core question here of, of, of connecting and helping other people is that, you know, you can't help people if you can't connect with people. And I'm not just talking about sending them a text either. I'm talking about how do you know that it's time to call them? How do you know that it's time to email or text them? And I think technology is the culprit here insofar as that that's why all of our clients, all these humans are so distracted. We're not as available for that connection. But technology can also help solve the problem too. And the way I, again, where I'm going with this is to the extent, and it's, this isn't, I'm not plugging home, but I'm just saying when technology and this in the content that you put in front, when people raise their hand to say, I have a question about this, bingo, you're a winner. As a practitioner, you're a winner because you, someone has just said, I'm in the mood, I'm in the headspace, I'm in the mind space to receive help to receive guidance and if you don't have that it really doesn't matter how much you know and how much you have to give if you can't catch people in that space and so um you know we we care a lot about that but ultimately that's the engagement to you know the thousand people in your database how do you find out the two that are in a headspace for you to talk to them today regardless if there's a transaction to be had and that is where, again, we see the most successful LOs, our most successful customers, they don't care if those two today have an interest rate that's greater than a half a point away from the rate they could get them. They could care less. They care that it's an opportunity to engage, it's an opportunity for them, for their humanity, also known as brand, but I call it your humanity, to connect with one of your clients. We, you know, this isn't about brand marketing. This is about connecting with people. And the most successful people say, I have an opportunity to talk to one of my past clients or one of my prospects live or video or phone or in person. Nothing else matters because then you're in a position to help. You're in a position to help somebody, even if it has absolutely nothing to do with the transaction. And as you know, as we all know, you want to build a great sustainable business, do right by people, and you'll get referred a lot. Interesting. So less about the transaction, more about the headspace and knowing that timing, finding the right timing. I mean, that's, that's, that's about getting back to basics, right? I mean, picking, yep. up the phone and, picking up the phone and calling people in your database. Um, again, whether you've got access to the tools or not, um, I hear it constantly. We'll have these podcasts or live streams and we'll bring on our coaches you know we've got a national coaching team that works with most of our loan officers and i just am always astonished the advice goes back to say pick up the phone pick up the phone yeah. um, and sometimes that's that's the basics and, and sort of like the graduating right graduating from that is leveraging technology to help uh humanity market is that brand marketing humanity market i'm trying to use your, your terms here you know, I'm just kind of freewheeling out here, but it's like brand bugs me because personal brand, it's a picture and some contact information. 
your brand isn't that your brand is you your brand is the biometrics the way you talk how you talk how you connect your energy your empathy it's all of that and that does not flow through um, uh, a piece of technology really maybe zoom a little bit of zoom of course there's nothing about being face to face but I did my hair for you, Ernie. Is this not coming through? I mean, I'm, this is, the hair is my brand, no? Yeah, you know, it's funny uh, because, you know, I have a lot of very ambitious, smart young people working at HomeBot. Right. And, um, and anytime there's a problem, it comes to me um, and I say, what you do? Is it, have you picked up the phone? Yeah. Well, I texted, I emailed, I sent a video. Have you picked up the phone? Um, I call it the LeBron, and by the way, there's a whole other dimension around sort of the, Le, I call it the LeBron James effect. So, you know, professional athletes, they don't, the, the best don't sign long-term contracts. Why? Because there's a collective bargaining agreement and they, uh, with the networks and the money, the new money that goes into the NBA gets distributed out. So if there's insurance now, so why would you sign a long-term contract, right? I know this is going to be the sound, this, I'm going to try to not make this long winded, but the point is, is that. The reason these contracts keep getting bigger and bigger is because traditional TV is dead. It's all streaming now. So there's fewer and fewer opportunities for live advertising. Stick with me on this. So there's fewer and fewer opportunities for live advertising, which means it makes it more valuable, which is why LeBron makes so much money. It's because the NBA makes a lot of money because every other soap opera and every other piece of media for TV can be streamed and you don't have to have ads with that. Here's my point. Now switch over to voice. Everybody's moved to text. Everybody's moved to email. Everybody's hiding behind technology. This thing has never been more valuable per minute. The value per minute, it's like literally live sports. The value per minute of you connecting with your clients. And that's why, yeah, it's laying there. A lot of people don't even realize this thing works for, but you can actually make phone calls with this thing. Yeah, I want to do a whole other Zoom after this about the, the personal branding thing, because I, I hear you, I get what you're saying, um, but, you know, there, there's obviously a lot to say about social media and getting your brand out that way, too, uh, yep. and I know you're not saying they're mutually exclusive, but I think there's something there, I think we might have to have you back on, um, but as we wrap this thing up, I mean, I was taking notes the whole time, um, start with the A's. Um, I'm, I'm just going to say it was you, not Warren Buffett, all right? I'm going to quote you. So I'm going to say start with the A's, humanity marketing, and then do unscalable things. Um, those are the big things that I took away from this. I'm not sure. I'm sure anybody listening would have their own. Um, but what I loved is why empowerment is the new marketing. Um, that, I, that one I'll take away as well. Getting back to the basics, people helping people, all of the above. And, and that's you guys deliver that through a, a pretty incredible product. So again, kudos to HomeBot and, and to what you built and are building there. If people aren't familiar, uh, check it out. You know, on this podcast, we try to highlight companies that we, not just that we work with, but ones that make us pause in the marketing department because they come across our desk every day. You know, we've had Total Expert on, we've had BombBomb, a couple others. And um, you're, you're one that's got our attention, Ernie, and I think that's worth uh, telling the rest of the market about. So. Thank, Thank you. you for what you do, and I really appreciate you taking time on uh, this Thursday. Thanks, Jake. Really enjoyed it. 
Thanks for listening to the Mortgage Impact Podcast. Take a second right now to subscribe so you don't miss any of our content. You can also check out the video version of our show on the Movement Mortgage YouTube channel. Movement Mortgage LLC supports equal housing opportunity and MLS number 39179. For licensing information, please visit www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.